want you to think about disruptive systems and being disruptive in your thinking. The reason why God gave you a church is to disrupt your Saturday night party. They're not listening. You're acting all holy on a Sunday morning, but I know what you used to do on a Saturday night and a Friday night. You couldn't even make it to work on a Monday morning, Babalas. What did God do? He gave you a church to come to every Sunday. And the reason why He gave you even a worship team is because you think you can come in here whenever you want to. But the worship team, we are the real sinners. We needed real help. So we have to come and preach every Sunday morning. And we've got to prepare early on a Sunday morning. Because we weren't the holy ones. I mean, you okay. God has got me in such in a place where you think the call of God is because, you know, I'm anointed. No, no, no. It's because God can't trust me in the world. You still want to come into the kingdom, right? You still want to preach. The reason why God brings me this close is because I was dangerous in the world. I want you to understand that you're in a season where God is disrupting systems. And if you pay careful attention, someone will get out of debt in six months. I mean completely out of debt. What is God trying to do? He's here to disrupt the system that they told you it's not going to happen. Come on, this whole kingdom is built on Jesus canceled funerals, man. The enemy was about to embarrass this family and he interrupted that moment. He turned water into wine and he saved the best for last. Some of you have not appreciated the church. And I'm telling somebody online, you've got to hear me. Your saving grace is the church of a living God. The Bible says, do not forsake the gathering of the saints because the enemy is trying to get you into his system. And I want you to, even while you're shouting and even jumping up and down, pay attention to what your apostle is saying. This generation is in serious trouble of getting into a system where you don't have to go to church anymore. It's called seduction. He's seducing people away from the altar. And your only saving grace is at the altar. To get up on a Sunday morning and to say, hey, we're going to church. Don't you train your children. You train your children up in the way they should go. So when they become 18 and 19 and you see the trouble they're in, now you bring them to church. They say, I'm not going to church. I don't know, but what's, what's the church for? You're trying to make the church irrelevant in their lives. But to God, it isn't. And God says, do not forsake the gathering of the saints. And so Sunday morning is not negotiable. Oh, you okay? For me, it's not negotiable. Come on, somebody. Sunday mornings, I got to be here. I got to be in the presence of the Lord. I got to be with the saints. I got to be lifting my hands. You got to understand that God, when he gave you his church, 
when he gave you fasting when he gave you praying when he gave you giving when he gave you worship all of that was to disrupt dark plans and give your enemies a non-prosperous day you gotta hear me today because in this presence of the Lord the God will tell you this morning this this morning you, you remember Paul and Silas late in the midnight hour they were vaulted they were locked up in a prison and the Lord said to them they were just singing songs they were just making melody in their hearts they were praising me and all of a sudden I've got a word for somebody it can break the foundation of poverty in your life not just for you everybody that's connected to you every prison door went open because of the worship of one person two people Paul and Silas the others don't know Jesus they don't know singing they don't Paul and Silas just worshiping God and boom because what does God do everything that God has given you is to disrupt the plan of the enemy sowing a seed you are disrupting the plan of poverty over your family someone's gonna stop going for their regular checkups every week and sit with their psychologist and say I'm so broken I'm so bad and I'm never gonna make it uh, the Lord says lift up your voice this morning I am telling you God is in this house to heal and to deliver if God can change my life in nine days uh, what can he do in one hour this morning come on somebody Father, we bless you for your word. And everybody said, Amen and Amen. Let me preach a bit. Because someone's going to get up from that religious seat. And you're going to run around this place. Because your freedom is in this house. The foolish things of this world. To confound the wise. They call themselves clever. God says, I'll make their foolishness. Their wisdom, I'll make it like foolishness. Why? Father, we love you so much for your word. I do have an urgency in my spirit concerning this generation. I am really, really concerned, and you should be. Only because of technology. Jesus when he said the gathering of the saints and coming together, he did not change his mind. And I'm saying this is a counseling session to all parents. Hear me, hear me, hear me today. I have parents coming in here and say, please just help with our children. And pray for them. And the child's like, I'm making so many poor decisions. But it's because distance creates error your distance away from God his people his plan his church and I will serve no foreign God nor any other treasure the church is worshiping come on you Your spirit, your spirit. 
time and thank him for being in the house this morning hallelujah awesome team appreciate you this morning glory be to God good morning to you social distance high five somebody tell them you're looking better now that you're in the house of God amen and amen glory be to God I want to preach this morning to disruptive thinkers good morning everybody online please clap your hands and welcome everybody online this morning, glory be to Jesus. So we're dealing with the church and we're dealing with this entity called the kingdom of God. And everything about it is, is that it, it came to, Jesus came to disrupt the systems of this world. And I want you to think as a disruptor this morning. Because you belong to a family of disruptors. We're not destructive, we are disruptive. So dis disruptive thinking is about thinking differently. Specifically, it's thinking that challenges the traditional way of doing things in an organization or even an entire market or sector. So when you deal with Jesus and Jesus comes into the earth, The Roman Empire was at its peak at the time. And Rome was infiltrating the nations with its culture. And so Israel being the place or the hub and the place of the most activity, Rome needed to infiltrate Israel. And Herod is there and the, the Roman Empire is taking over. And the church, they don't mind you going to church. All the religious sect is in place. So the Jewish people are going to the synagogue. But Jesus is born. The Bible says he was born in the fullness of time Jesus came. In the fullness of time. That means God had set up the time when this Roman Empire was doing, uh, flooding the earth with ideologies. Their ideologies. And Jesus is born into that time. So there are many religious sects running the synagogue and Romans, the Roman Empire has got no problem with it. They allow them to have their, 
their holidays and go to the synagogue and make their sacrifices. They got no issue with that. Herod had a problem when, he, they, when the wise men came and said there's another king in your environment. Disruptive thinking. You see, the kings have a problem because no two kings rule in the same environment. That's the reason why you don't want to pray you're a king. You don't pray to go to heaven. Because heaven has got a king. You do understand why Prince Charles can't rule. Because you keep on singing Long Live the Queen. And as long as she's alive, he's got nothing to rule over. Unless he moves out of England and goes, you know, take over another, maybe take, of, take over Kari and go and rule over Kari. Because kings have domains to rule over. The heavens, the high heavens belong to the Lord. The earth is given to the sons of men. So when Jesus comes into the environment and he, they announce, he, we've come to worship a king. Herod got mad. Because no two kings can rule. If, if there's another king in your environment, unannounced, not with your permission, it's, it's war. So Jesus in the environment is now to disrupt everything about the way they're going to function, the way church will be done, the way religious people were robbing the people. When he came and he said, damn to hell, you don't enter into the kingdom and you're stopping the people from entering in as well. So everything about Jesus was disruptive. He broke, the, I mean, the, the biggest challenge was around religious people. And he had to destroy but the Bible says in first, uh, John chapter 1 and verse 3, if you can just quickly go there. Um, it says, for this reason, the Son of Man, first John chapter 3. The scripture I gave you this morning, hallelujah. Can I have my phone, please? We shall work with you right now. He who sins, thank you, is of the devil. For the devil has sinned from the beginning. For this purpose was the Son of God manifested. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. And some of you need to appreciate and understand that there is nothing that the world wants to give you that is good. You're not sure. Let me preach. Let's understand something considering the world. Psalm 24 we were teaching on. The earth is the Lord's, its fullness, the world and all that, that are within it. The earth is the Lord's and all its fullness. The world and those who dwell therein. So the earth is the natural creation of God. They're the earth. It's the natural creation of God. All physical elements we see. Elements, plants, birds, mountains and rivers. And so the earth is billions of years old. God created the heavens and the earth. Genesis chapter 1 says that. So the earth is completely innocent and is a victim of man's sin. The only people that sins of God's creation is mankind. I mean, you're not going to see 
a male bird hanging out with another male bird. You get what I'm saying? You're quiet. So when we speak about the earth, the earth is innocent. The world is different. What is the world? The world is defined as the system of rulership by men. Pay attention because God's going to get you to this morning to understand this and then stand up and say, from today, I'm going to disrupt the systems. The earth is older than the world. The world began when Adam was born. What is the world? The world is the collective systems that govern, influence, and determine the state, condition, environment, and direction of life. So don't fool yourself. The systems that you're dealing with in this world that was created comes from a fallen state since Adam began. Since he fell into sin. New systems were created. These systems of education, of arts and entertainment, of technology, of health. None of the systems, I don't know how to say this to you. None of the systems were ever designed to free you. I mean, if education was to here to make you rich, by now you should be, we should have been so far. They've never taught you about business, how to handle a bank account. They, they, they told you to remember what the thorax is of a grasshopper. And they make you clever of their system and they mark you from their system and tell you well done. Not once will Babylon teach you how to rule in life. Where did you learn how to rule in life? In the kingdom of God. You only discovered that not even religious systems taught you. Nobody, we never even had a place where they taught on the kingdom of God. Nowhere. Until we, I opened up the book and said, but this is the reason why you were born. To have dominion in the earth. And nobody, even religious systems won't teach you that. No, just come to church, light your candle and make sure that you've made a, a couple of duas. And there you are. The Lord will forgive me. But there are systems of control. And the worst one to come up against is religious systems. Because don't you speak about my religion that way. So nobody gets to challenge your mindset around what you believe. Because that thing is so ingrained on the inside of you. And because you believe it's connected to eternity, you'll fight for it with everything on the inside of you. And you tell your children they must just go to church with no understanding. So when Jesus comes into the earth, he disrupts every religious system. The number one thing that keeps people in bondage is the church. Because you were made for dominion. So this, what, are the, what is the systems? They're governing systems. So look at your governments and don't believe everything they tell you. I mean, the only news you get is from e-news. What is the Holy Ghost telling you? You can listen and say, this is rubbish. I'm going to preach this morning and I'm coming to your house this morning. We're going to sweep right where your feet are this morning. I am telling you because there are forces of influence from media, arts and entertainment and all sorts of things happening in the world that has got nothing to do with the kingdom of God. Why? Because they built a system around Babylon. What is Babylon? Babylon means without God. 
So show me an education system that has got God on, on the end. I'm not just talking about saying the Our Father prayer. I'm talking about having scripture in your teaching that teaches the children about their gifting, teaches them about their freedom, teaches them who they are in Christ, teaches them how their liberty, teach them that they are healed by the stripes of Jesus, teach them that they are unique, teach them that they are special, teach them that they're made in the image of Almighty God. Wait, show me a system that they're actually teaching that. I'm not just saying it's a Christian school because we said the Our Father. Give me the scripture back you must understand that Babylon is looking in every of one of the seven mountains from government to business to education to family to take God out Babylon means without God so you get to run your business and God's got nothing to do with it you go to school and you get an education and God's got nothing to do with it. You go into your family, there's no more praying, there's no more going to an altar, there's no, and God's got nothing to do with it. And you must understand the importance of disruptive systems. Now listen to this. This is very powerful. This was a life changing for me. It's really good. Dr. Bernard said this. Al Bernard said, the key to building Listen to me, a lasting relationship or remaining effective in business or in ministry. And I'm talking to you, especially around your spiritual walk with God. Listen, listen, listen. You must understand the difference between continuity and change. Because this world is changing. You're in a serious time of transition. We're in an era where you know that we can't go back to the old. Something, uh, our world has changed forever. We get that. And change is inevitable. We got it. The way it's come upon us, okay, let's deal with it. But here's what you must understand. If you're ever going to fulfill your destiny in the earth, if you're ever going to become what God has called you to be, if you're ever, 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 ever going to come into your destiny, young man, young woman, listen to this man of God today. You must understand the difference between continuity and change. Here's what he says is important. Please write this down. It's going to save you for life. If we change what we must continue, we lose our identity. If we continue what must change, we, we lose our relevance. So let's take you the prodigal son. He breaks from what must continue. And he comes home after he's been with the pigs with a hole in his pocket because he lost his identity document. He says, just make me like a servant. Because that, the thing that must continue is your relationship with the Father. If the thing that must continue is an altar. God's not changing his mind about his church. God's not changing his mind about bringing your offering, your tithes and your offering to the storehouse. His word is God. His word is forever settled in heaven. You can't change the word and you then still keep your identity. 
You lose your identity in Christ if you let go of the altar. Because the only thing that's going to continue into eternity is the church it is coming back for. So you want your children to be relevant. And you let them lose the thing that must continue. They look really good in the world, but they don't know who they are. They can play their computers and they're number one on that game, but they've lost their identity. They know exactly how to turn the computer off, have passcodes, and they know how to use your credit card, and they can buy extra games and points and da-da-da-da, and they're really good with computers, but they've lost their identity. Listen to me, mom and dad. You let them put that computer down, and you tell them we're going to church. Why, son? Because your identity is locked up in Christ. Peter, who do you say I am? So who do you say I, the son of man, am? Identity. He says, you're the Christ. You're the son of the living God. His name is Simon. Jesus turned to him and says, and you are Peter. Because when I find him, I find me. When I begin to find out who Jesus is and get my, his ide- and understand my identity in him, he points me to my future and says, this is who you are. And on this rock, I'm going to build my church. Are you with me? So don't you let the enemy rob you and your family from getting back to the place, the thing that must continue and will continue with or without you. Is the church. And God is calling the church to come back to the place of where we now... You, you cannot be relevant. You, you, you can't go dance with the world and expect kingdom results. Where the church has been, has been like a Delilah that, that Samson has been sleeping in the lap of Delilah. Compromising with Delilah. The church, in trying to be relevant with the world, losing its identity. We know we have to change certain things. Technology, upgrading our skills so that we can do business out in the world. But the thing that must never change, now clap your hands for the church. No, really clap your hands for the church. Hebrews 10, 24 says, and let us consider one thing one another in order to stir up love and good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as in the manner of some, but exhorting one another and so much more as you see the day approaching. Jesus is coming back for his church. The thing that must continue into eternity, when he takes us up, it's the church. It's a glorious church. So let's understand the earth and its systems. Any system that controls the earth is called the world. For God so loved the world. He came to disrupt the systems of control. Religious systems that never gave people freedom. Education systems that doesn't tell you that who you actually are. Doing business God's way. I started this 10 years ago and people got mad at me. The first conference in Johannesburg, doing business God's way, the people went crazy. 
Why did you stay in the church? What's this God in business? You people just after money. No, we're bringing God back into our business. God made Joseph a successful man. The presence of God in your family and in your home, this is the difference. So when Adam fell, the original world that God created, not the earth, the world, of him having his assignment, all his provision, having his identity in place, he lost all of that, and Satan created a new world. So right now, right now, there are two worlds fighting for your attention. I get to get an hour and a half to preach to you. For those that never open up their Bibles, they don't understand. I'm just trying to get you to get your attention and put it on God's word. Because it's the only place for your freedom. But the world bombards you with all kinds of stuff for the rest of the week. 166 hours in the week. One hour you're sitting. And some of you are falling asleep, not you, the one behind you. The only answer to disrupt these systems, Matthew 24, 14. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached to where? In where? Banking systems. That's a world. Science and technology. That's the world. Health. That's a whole new world they're creating. Education. It's a world. The answer is found in Matthew 24, 14. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness. I'm announcing it. You're going to become a witness as you take this message. You're going to begin to disrupt plans and schemes that they told that your children will always be on these tablets for the rest of their days. You're going to disrupt those plans. Come on, somebody. They told you that your children never going to make it. They told you that they ADD, ATT, AM, whatever. We are in the kingdom of God. And if I get the kingdom message right, I become a witness that I'm not going to be under a system that is demonic, satanic, unrighteous, and unholy. You can't hold me captive anymore. You're not going to tell me that I'm going to stay under bondage for 20 years. Come on, somebody. This is the season where God is disrupting those plans. 430 years of a system that the people were in slavery. And God came overnight and broke the system and said, Let my people go. Shout amen in this church. I am I'm sending notice to every demonic system that you've been living under we are serving notice uh, this month of June uh, starting now uh, these demonic systems uh, are gonna bow in the presence uh, of a living God uh, someone was told uh, you must have your vaccination otherwise you're not gonna you can't work here you say bye-bye so long bye-bye I'm out of here and I will tell you you here's your application form for my company you will be working 
working for me come on somebody you can disrupt the system we're gonna disrupt the system we're breaking from education systems that has kept our children in bondage somebody shout I'm free the message is still real it's still true let my people go let my people go you're telling us here that this is the way it's always going to be the devil is a liar God uses the foolish things of this world to confound the wise they wrote you off a long time ago if the devil could have his way you'd have been dead by now let me let me let me read some stuff here shout I'm a witness you see let me finish the scripture and this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all nations and then the end will come the end of what any kind of this demonic system you see the family I come from from gambling to can you believe that there's a lawyer in my family a mother and a, a father Rana Shabin they passed on and they took the money from the Shabin the prophets and put it through university a lawyer when mom and dad died she ran the Shabin because you think education makes you better you need an altar to disrupt the system because if you don't come back to God you just become a more clever devil with your education I'm preaching better than you saying amen this morning because Babylon is never gonna let you go they'll just say oh no get another degree oh no no don't go to church lose your identity don't know who you are the only place you can break the curse for this reason the son of man was made manifest was to undo the work of the devil you can't break from that demonic system having more money you can't break from the de that demonic system having a better education i went studying after the next thing the next thing the until the lord said to me you're not studying the systems anymore get back to the word of god and that's how i broke it and i discovered actually i'm a preacher now I can tell you that my whole life I struggled because I got zero for, for public speaking. I refused to get up from my seat. And so if I'm preaching a lot, it's because I got a lot of words locked up because I never preached for a long time. You get it. But the end came to my timidity when I came to the altar. The end came where I was wasting my life and my time and my energy studying degree after degree, but my life was going nowhere. And still then you, you know when you're in IT, every month you must upgrade your skill because you get left behind. And they say, I just finished this and this is a, oh yeah, yeah, you, you know, but this is the year we're not giving any bonuses, right? And there's no increases. The whole system's designed not to set you free. That's why your education system doesn't make you financially free. It's designed to make you a very good player of your bond. They're looking for you. So glad you can afford it now. Well done. Professional. Yes, some prof made for you. 
It's designed that way. Um, I said you must learn somewhere. Holy Ghost. Now, now, now watch this. Go with me to First Samuel. I want to show you that you belong to a family of disruptors. D- disruptors. First Samuel chapter thirteen, verse nine. You know when Goliath is standing for forty days, and he is spewing this power that he's got and mocking anybody on the one side of the mountain the philistines the other side god's people and he is saying you send me a champion you send me somebody that can take me down the system that the philistines built or the philistines built have a look at this goliath knew that there is nobody who's got a sword in their hands. Because they only trained them up of how to work with slings, stones. Read the scripture. Now there was no blacksmith to be found throughout all the land of Israel. It's like saying, there's no businessman here. There's nobody who starts knows how to start the business. So what you got to do is, from where you are, you want money? You're going to travel all the way through to Santon. Pay taxi fare, increase in taxes, potholes, get up early in the morning, late at night, you're the first to go, the last to leave, and they give you money, and by the time you get your money, the taxi fare's gone up, and petrol's gone up, and you can't afford. Have a look. There was no blacksmith to be found throughout all the land of Israel. For the Philistines said, lest the Hebrews make swords or spears. You think that this system is about setting you free? Why would you not empower all the businesses? I mean, you're so pressed to make sure that everybody gets a jab. Why are you not so pressed to set people free economically? I'm going to preach it again. If you are so set... On making sure I travel all the way to your company. I'm, I'm hearing of people that, that, that must go for a booster. But hold on. This thing of COVID is gone. I mean, we're traveling and there's no need for any of the stuff. Masks. I mean, it's all ended. Why is it still here? Because it's not about health. It's about control. Don't get mad at me. I'm a disruptor. I was born that way. I belong to that family of disruptors. And if Jesus came in and said, I am a king in this environment, but this is the reason why I came, then I am a disruptor and so are you. You will not conform to this world. You will not live like everybody else. You are here to break the system and make sure that whatever controlling systems are there, you are being set for you and your children, you and your house and everybody shouted an amen. You're not here to conform. Why don't you ask the Holy Ghost? So we fly out to Rome tomorrow. And I'm not jabbed, right? Uh, don't get mad. Tell your neighbor, don't hate. Participate. Amen. There's a system you can participate in. Amen. Hallelujah. Because, and, and no, I don't have a jab. 
just got to say that. Because people think, nah, but no, 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 I don't. There are certain things I stood for. And there are certain things I'm not going to bow down to this enemy under all his pressure. And besides, after the, all the hell he's put me through, this is the year of recompense. And I had my daughter come in and said, Dad, I'm taking you overseas. You, you're not going to recover here. You will recover there. And we're going to eat good food over there. My daughter made it happen. Come on, somebody. Thank you, my daughter. Let's get into the word. Listen, this is the year of recompense. Now, if I must lead the way, I'm okay to do that because I'm going to get my sevenfold and you should be getting yours and everybody said, Amen. But all the Israelites, what must they do? They must go all the way to Santon, to someone else's company, to sharpen each man's plowshare, his mattock, his axe, and his sickle. You must sharpen your gift in a world system. Now, there's a season for that. And God would send you there because some people come to the church thinking they must be lazy. No, Pharaoh don't know about your Shandai, Handai, Taimai, Bowtai. He don't care about your praying in tongues. He wants you to be on time, otherwise you're going to get fired. And I tell you, Pharaoh has got a place for you. Why? Because God's way of disciplining you is he puts you in his system. Because Pharaoh don't care about your God. But your discipline is needed. So God uses the world system to train you up to become disciplined and to act responsibly. Oh, that was so quiet in this church. You think coming into church and into the kingdom makes you lazy? You come and watch out. You have to work in this place. And the charge for sharpening was a pum for the plowshares. And the charge for sharpening your gift in there is petrol and diesel and taxi fares and there's a cost for you going there. So when Goliath stood up and said, you send me somebody that can take my head off. And if you get somebody that can kill me, we'll serve you. But if I kill him, you're going to serve us. It's called slavery. I'm going to bring you into a system. And David, of course, comes up with a sling and a stone. And God breaks the system. And the Bible says David took Goliath's own sword. Took his own system. And used it against him. Go and learn about the systems of media, education, and the like in the world. That's why Moses was trained up under Pharaoh. Under his system. And when he walked back into that place, he broke the system. And brought the people into the wilderness. And every single one of them brought their gifts, their offerings. And they started a brand new system of serving God. The king of kings. And the Lord of Lords. So let's understand Pentecost. We're getting into now a time for you to understand that there is an ecosystem with God. Please put up my picture of the kingdom, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Because you belong to a family of disruptors. Hallelujah. Say it again. For you... To become relevant. Don't move away from your identity. Don't lose your identity. In trying to teach your children to be relevant through computers and training and celebrating all their degrees and their A's and their B's, it's awesome. But do not be the one that lets them go of their identity of who they are in Christ. 
Because that is shifting on this generation. And it's shifting so quick. And it will just take 10 years. And your children will know nothing about God. Pay attention. Because the thing that must continue is the children to understand the power of the Holy Ghost. Are you in there for me? You don't have the... Okay, cool. Let's, let's get into something else. Oh, there you go. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. When you get into the kingdom of God, there is not one disruptor. We are a company of disruptors. When Jesus comes into the scene, He's backed by His Father, disrupting the system. The Holy Ghost on the inside of Him, disrupting the system. Jesus standing with his assignment to disrupt the system. Satan's system is designed to kill, steal, and destroy, and that you can't, for the wages of sin is death. But when you get into the kingdom of God, and you begin to function out of this kingdom model and its systems, you are now backed by your Father in heaven, by the Holy Ghost, and Jesus himself. This is his kingdom. So when Jesus is done building this new altar and have disrupted all the systems, he's, he's on the cross and he says, it is finished. He didn't say, I am finished. He says, the system that the people have been living under, that system is broken from their lives. And if any man be in Christ, he becomes a new creation that all things have passed away and all things have become new. Are you listening to me? Because the enemy will go and remind you about your past. But before Jesus Christ, the blood of Jesus has washed you. You have stepped into a kingdom that has set you free from every demonic and satanic oppression. You are free in Christ and now the Bible says do not regard anybody in the flesh from now on you can't regard any what did God do he brought you into a brand new system that is disrupting old systems and making those old systems obsolete in your life come on somebody you must begin to believe that this morning that the enemy is still trying to remind you about your past but God says I got a great future for you don't pay attention to what they're saying disrupt that thing you are not gonna live under an old system you're not gonna die the way everybody else died you're gonna live long and you're gonna live strong let me give you a quick testimony hmm. oh mercy God we've been praying for a man that is part of the Bill Winston team Teresa's there and her husband Dean just got news now that he's graduated Father, will you give peace to Teresa and to the team? Hmm. The kind of stuff that's happening every day. But not for you. Come on, somebody say amen. Mercy, God. Thank you, Jesus. Grace and peace. Thank you for his life. Let me read something for you. You know, last year also, Andre, who is your jazz man, he graduated. But listen to this. This just came through yesterday. From the South African Jazz Education, Association for Jazz Education. This organization 
is the most recognized association in Southern Africa for the representation of jazz, African, South African jazz at national and international levels. This organization. So, Andre's wife. The news went out yesterday. Dear friends of the South African jazz education, thank you to those who attended today's AGM. In case you missed it, below is the encourage the announcement of our two new boards. The outgoing executive board wishes the new boards all the very best for their upcoming term. Congratulations to the new executive board, a win for the women of South African jazz education. We usher in our first ever woman president. Hey, hey! Hey, hey, everybody says she's a disruptor. There's a disruptor in the house. Come on, she's a disruptor. She's breaking all the rules. God be glorified, my daughter, through your life. Hallelujah. Mega, mega blessings. Hallelujah. Do it for the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Do it for the next generation. Oh, hallelujah. Come on, somebody. You're going to praise the Lord. What are we doing? Disrupting systems. Never happened before. It will happen in your generation. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Listen, they told you, even, you know, the first thing you go to the doctors, they say to you, so in your family, who died of what? What's, what's the, did, did that one have a stroke? Did that one have that? It's like, hold on. I, I know I was born to them, but I was born through them. I'm in a new kingdom. And we have a new DNA. So I can't pass the way they did. Now listen to me. The evidence is here. The evidence is here. If my whole family and where we come from is a background of gamblers, and I drew a bloodline. And I said, from here, my generation stops here. Drew a bloodline. Said, no more. I will not live broke anymore. I'm going to break the system. Are you with me? You got to make up your mind this morning that you're not going to live under the systems that they've dished out to you. You've got to get up from where you are and say, no, dad and mom, we don't live like this in this house. We're not going to have strife and not speak to one another. There'll be love and unity in this house. We're not going to die offended. That one never spoke to uncle so-and-so for so many years. No, you in a new kingdom. And this is a kingdom built on love. This is a kingdom built on peace and joy and strength. Come on, somebody. You are not going to live under a system where you've only clapped your hands 12 times. That's your income every month I wait I'm running out of month because I don't have enough money we're breaking that system today in the name of Jesus we're gonna start a company that's gonna pay us every single day a company that's gonna make sure you're gonna have more money than your month come on somebody you're gonna pay your tithe even before your money comes in you are running over you're not running out come on they said it runs in your family it's gonna run out of your family with you it must run 
run out with you it stops in your generation it stops we're not gonna keep on running after someone else's business we're not gonna feel inferior to anybody yes you can start that that car dealership all by yourself if that's your desire if that's what you want your children will not live under a curse we're not begging anybody this is the kingdom of God welcome to the kingdom of God welcome we are pushing a kingdom agenda and we are witnesses and if this message be preached then the end must come the end of your poverty the end of your fear the end of your dysfunction the end of the disappointment it ends today in the mighty name of Jesus everybody shouted an amen in this church You will not give your children a gold pen after 40 years of working. The devil is a liar. Let me announce it in the heavenlies. You getting a business? 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 We're not running around. They'll come to you. They're gonna come to you. I'm I'm announcing your businesses are profitable. Wherever God sets you up, you will walk in victory all the days of your life. Do you understand? Spoke to Reverend Carl this week. He calls me up. Dealing with the church, personal challenges, how the enemy is attacking him. And yes, what really got me mad. We're speaking about people not being able to can make it from churches and our own people and the body of Christ. I told him, I said, Rev, you know, I sat with my doctor. And for 50 grand, we could have taken all our people put them in our own clinics and just spend a week with them or two weeks and give them a different solution because there's another way out the only reason why people are having to bow to Babylon is because of money one lady came here and she's suspended not even allowed near the building because she refused to take the jab. How wicked is that? I worked for you for 10 years. Served you. They change the rules whenever they want to. And the church is just bowing. But if you don't bow, you won't burn. We're coming into a brand new season. Listen to your pastor. I'm standing here as a man of God. And my time is up and my message is over. This generation... Two things you need to understand, son. Daughter, two things. Continue what must be continued. Don't lose your identity. This altar must continue. Your offerings, your worship, because it's got to do with your identity. Because if you lose this, You'll play games in the world and wear your sunglasses, but you know you broke. I'm not saying that to mock you. I was there. I couldn't take my sunglasses off even when I got into the house. I wanted you to all see I was cool. 
but I couldn't look people in the eye because I was embarrassed. The world will do that to you. But you're a born-again believer, don't you? Rob your children from coming to church and being a part of understanding. When you, when you do your tithe and your offering, teach your children budgeting, man. And show them your budget. And say, see on the top here, God, first. Put it in their heads. Train them up in the way that they should go. Because when you say to you, but now here's your money, you need to go and tithe. What is that? The church. But to get to the point, you've got to teach them to honor God. Don't hide this stuff from your children. Don't hide that you, when, you, when, you, when you're having a meal around the table, can we pray for this food? Now the children ask, uh, Dad, is the, Dad got the headache. Praying boy. Our Father who art in heaven. Why are you? You, you gotta train your children up, man. Don't be afraid to train them up in the way that they should go. What are you doing? You're teaching them what must continue. Even though you are smart, my boy. Doesn't matter how much education you get. Doesn't matter how many degrees you get. Doesn't matter how much, how, how high you are as a CEO. Always learn how to honor God because this must continue. Why, son? Because of your identity, my boy. Because the enemy wants to wipe away the identity of this generation and rob them so they look relevant because they got all the computers but they don't know who they are and when the devil comes knocking they don't know how to stand up against this devil and say I know who I am we are raising up a generation that understands this must continue everybody say it again say this must continue why offerings this must continue why our identity is in Christ this must change son because we're gonna lose our relevance we must understand computers but this must continue it's a word of warning to this generation please watch it it's the frog in lukewarm water and the temperature has been slowly turned up for this generation. And you know the story. The frog got cooked in that water because he kept on adjusting to the environment and lost his identity, lost his life. You don't want your children to lose their identity in Christ. I'm standing as your father today as a warning. Please hear me online. Stop training your children that way. Get them to church. Get yourself to church. Build the system of Sunday morning. I'm hearing of people that cars broke down, but they had to find another way to get to church. What happened to you? This is a warning as your father. This is a warning from heaven. That there is a generation being raised up that doesn't know Christ. 
that doesn't know the church this is the falling away of many people but not you as for me and my house have the worship team we were going to serve the Lord we're going to serve the Lord please stand to your feet and ask the Lord to help you this morning what must continue Father, we just thank you this morning. You see, not many of you that have been chosen are wise according to the world's standards. The Lord says, I chose you. You did not choose me. I chose you so that you can disrupt systems. You are not here to conform. But be he transformed by the renewing of your mind. That you may prove what is the good and acceptable and the perfect will of God. Every tool that you need to disrupt the system is in you. Everything that you need to live a life of victory and to overcome. We overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. Over you and your family this morning, I am decreeing and declaring that you're going to dream another dream. That you're going to break from the demonic system that has held you and your family bound. You will not die before your time. I know what's happened in your family, but the Lord says over you, you are a disruptor. You're going to teach your generation how to walk in divine health. You will not suffer under a world system of sickness, disease, affliction of any kind. You are a disruptor in your generation. For many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord shall deliver us out of them all. You are here, says the Lord, to stand your ground. And if you put on the full armor of God, God says, I'm going to teach you to profit. I'm going to teach you how to overcome. I'm going to teach you how to break free. You are not going to just struggle and toil and be fearful and be anxious. We break that spirit this morning. We come against the work of wickedness over God's children. You're going to dream another dream. Come on. The Lord says dream of the nations. Dream that you're going to another nation. Dream that you will go and sleep in, in, in another nation. Come on somebody. You are blessed going out and coming in. You are blessed in the city and in the field. You are blessed of the Lord. This is the season. God's disrupting. Day of Pentecost was God disrupting what was happening in the earth. They were all in one accord, in one place. Oh, hallelujah. Come on, pray in the Holy Ghost. Be in agreement this morning. Let the fire of God fall in this place. Let's disrupt our plans. I know the enemy has got plans to kill, steal and destroy. But you've come, my God, that we may have life and have it more abundantly. Have it to the full until it overflows. I see your cup running over. You will not run 
out. You will run over. You and your family. You will walk in divine health. Every evil report cancelled over your life. Every root that the enemy, every tree that the enemy is not planted is being uprooted right now in the name of Jesus. That tree of depression, that fruit of confusion. You are no longer confused. You are walking in the blessing of the Lord. You are walking in victory all the days of your life. You're breaking from addiction. You're breaking from pornography. You're breaking from every kind of dysfunction. You are a child of a living God. You are born to overcome. That which is born of God overcomes this world. Even your faith this morning. Decree and declare. Freedom is in this place. Freedom is in my home. Freedom over my children. We will not lose our identity. We know who we are in Christ. We are born of God. We are overcomers. We are victorious. We win in life. No weapon formed against my children shall prosper in righteousness. Great, great, great that the peace of my children. They've been taught by the Lord in righteousness. They established. They are far from oppression. They will not fear. And from terror, it will not come near them. I decree and declare there's victory in this house this morning. I decree and declare a fresh anointing. Hallelujah. You will live long and you will live strong. You're breaking that thing. Come on. Old ceilings will become new floors. You will experience the glory of God on the next level. You're going from glory to glory. You're going from faith to faith. You're going from strength to strength. No evil will befall you. No evil will befall you. Neither shall any plague come nigh your dwelling. He's given his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. Hallelujah. You're not going to look back to use old methodologies, old strategies, old methods. You are advancing with a kingdom strategy. You are advancing with kingdom anointing. You are advancing with the power of God upon your life. Your children will see glory. Your family will see the glory of God. There's light over your home. There's light over your business. This is no longer your business. This is kingdom business. This is no longer an ordinary family. This is a kingdom family. This is no ordinary education. Yet we are born of God, trained by the Spirit of the Lord. He is our teacher. He is our victory. We have the mind of Christ. We are victorious. We are sanctified. We are blood washed. We are anointed. We are overcomers. The giant slayers are in this place. The Gideons are in this house. Esther, where are you? Filled with the favor of the Lord. I feel the grace of God. I feel the power of God breaking loose from every demonic and satanic and unrighteous thing. No evil will befall you. And everybody shouted, Amen. William, stop playing with the anointing. Stop playing with it. Because when you understand what the enemy's intention is, you'll stop playing church and pretending like you went. Get in on the fire. And let the power of God break that thing. 
and so that you don't just sing songs that don't have meaning or when you don't sing songs and it doesn't open up a prison door there's got to be an anointing come on somebody your children will not die on addiction they will not stay depressed they will not stay in the world you're gonna I'm telling you there's a 17 year old in this place that's gonna have a business that will shift people's lives Who said that you must be 57 before you start that business? After God disrupted Pharaoh's system, Caleb and Joshua took 20 year old and younger and they disrupted a system. The walls came down and they could possess, I'm telling you now, if you be a young man that's just 24 years old and you said, God, I will continue in your ways. God will give you houses you've never built. Filled with three cars in the garage and all its furniture and paid up in full. I am calling for enlarged borders in this church. I am calling for sons and daughters. If there's anybody who's made a vow to continue with God, then God says, I will show you. I'll make you relevant. I will exalt you. I will lift you up. I will make your name great. I will distinguish you. I will make you different than the rest of the world. Just continue in my ways. Jesus said, if you continue with me, if you stay in the truth, you shall be my disciples and you shall know the truth excuse me and the truth shall set you free the truth shall set you free will make you free father we give you all the praise and all the glory and all the honor you are the lift of our heads be exalted be glorified if you don't know jesus christ as lord and savior this is your moment this is your time To make right with the Lord. I am telling you, pride will keep you in a system far from Jesus. Pride will keep you from falling after God. Because Satan's system is built on pride. He said, I will lift myself up. I will, I will five times. And God put him down. Because you need to humble yourself under the mighty right hand of God. And then he will exalt you. You've got to submit yourself to God and then resist the devil and he must flee. You can't do it any other way. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for any heart, my God, that has been hardened. Anyone that's far from God. pray this morning for you that you'll open up your heart to the Lord and that you would pray this and say Lord Jesus I confess that I'm a sinner I need a savior I believe you died on the cross for a sinner like me come into my heart give me a brand new start I submit myself to you I've come into a new system a new way of living under your mighty right hand Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Amen. If you 
genuinely mean that, you've come into a new system and you have a new Savior. You have a Savior, a Lord and a Savior. That now you can work with the anointing. I don't know, William, I keep on having this word for you, my spirit. Son, there's so much on you. There's so much of favor on you. There's so much that is inside of you. The picture I get is you as a David dealing with Goliath. But I tell you what you've done. You're trying to impress everybody with your sling and your stone. And you keep messing around with Goliath. Goliath is laying and he's dazed. But the Lord says the season for you to pick up the sword, which is the word of God, and chop that thing's head off his mouth. You got enough money and resources and prosperity on the inside of you that can shift that whole community that you come from, says the Lord. You can start businesses and you can you have the ability to do. There's a kind of favor that's on you that you haven't even tapped into. It's like a package that's there, but you've never opened it. There's more I have to say to you. Maybe we do it privately. I'm just saying to you, the sling and the stone only dazed Goliath. His head's not off yet. And God says, stop messing with the anointing. Deal that devil a severe death blow. Deal with it because what's around you, if you get trained up with the right leadership and training and development, communities is inside of you. The grace, your worship, and business around you can shift the whole community by one man. That's the word of the Lord for you this morning. Where are the disruptors in this place? Where are the disruptors in this place? No more sickness, no more disease, no more poverty. The Bible says, Jesus said, the poor will always be with you. But he did not say that the poor will always be amongst you. Amongst us, everybody's rich. The days, there's two things, poverty and sickness the Bible says when they came out there was none feeble amongst them and there was none broke everybody had money everybody had something God is doing lift your hands and let everybody receive something this morning and your business must prosper because it is a kingdom business your family must prosper because you are in the kingdom of God you are enough to disrupt a system whatever's held you and your family bondage from your grandparents that have served God have never seen the glory of God it's gonna happen over your life and your children's children will experience the blessing of the Lord I see your children around you I see your family your grannies the families also 
building around debt free homes paid in full transportation security food doctors health whatever they need homes in their homes come on from televisions that they need and equipment that they need and the fridges are full come on are you a disruptor say it's me Lord come on be the disruptor this morning and say the days of running out are over we are running over in this house my cup runs over come on you we are the disruptors online shout it I am a disruptor I'm the disruptor system who said you must get 12 times a year who said you must holiday only in Umshlanga who said that you must live only until you 80 that's for the rebellious you're gonna live long and stronger you're gonna walk in divine health you're not gonna walk offended you're not gonna walk bitter you're not gonna walk with unforgiveness you're gonna walk free man come on somebody you are child of the living God come on where are the 18 19 20 year olds that says God give me an idea this morning give me a God idea I am a disruptor shout it I am a disruptor don't you train your children up in a system that breaks their spirit some of you got disruptors in your house they're not destroyers they're disruptors you gave them a toy he takes the toy apart you hit him because why did you break the toy his mind thinks how's this thing made and you beat him you beat the disruptor out of him discipline the destroyer but don't encourage the disruptor tell me what's in there boy what do you see how does it look like I want to see how they made it dad it's awesome because if he can put it together again he can make his own come on somebody disrupt it this morning come on disrupt the system this morning come on clap your hands and disrupt what's in the atmosphere let the devil know that this is my week of favor this is my week of protection this is the blessing of the Lord upon my family upon my home we are walking in victory all the days of our lives where are the disruptors come on kingdom life embassy shout amen father bless your people in the giving your seed is a disruption to the enemy's work the enemy will never tell you to sow never never <laughs> you know the Holy Ghost when you obey the Holy Ghost I mean you can't walk past a place where I, I don't give to everybody in the street because I mean we you know I, all my giving is, is spirit led and I drive past this guy and the Holy Ghost says you need to give this man something this man's got no hands he's only got arms and you know, up until his wrist, he's got no hands in his, you know. And I'm busy with conversation, I'm deep in conversation, I'm driving, and I've gone down blocks. And I can't get home because the Holy Ghost said, just I told him to give him this. I said, just Tasman, just turn the car around. Had to go all the way around, come back to this guy and say, Here's your lunch, here's the money, all that God led in my heart for you to give him. This was you're a son of God. You don't have to be manipulated by everybody. You'll know in the street those that are actually trying to cheat you, cheating everybody. And they know genuinely God says you must give and so yeah. What's God doing? He's preparing where you're going to. He's preparing your way. I can got scripture for you, but my time's up. The Bible says, Blessed is the man who considers the poor, 
The Lord will raise him up on his sickbed. Do you know that's connected to you even being on your sickbed? Your love for the poor deals with your health. It's seed sown. Every seed you sow. Everything you do is a seed sown. The dream in my heart is a seed sown. Financially, what is God doing through all of that? He's interrupting the system. Because I don't know what the enemy had plotted and planned. And even on the road, God just redirected our lives to our giving. Father, help your people that they would always honor you with their tithes, their offerings, their giving. I bless you today, Father. Bless them in their giving in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Let's receive that offering. Bless and keep you. Cause his face to shine upon you. Be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you. And give you his peace. Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Working in and through your life. To disrupt everything perverse, wicked, unrighteous, and unholy in your life. You are a disruptor. And the Holy Ghost is here in the next six months to work in your life and your home. But you will never be the same again. The favor of the Lord is upon your life. You and your family experiencing the goodness of God wherever you go. God bless you. We love you. Pastor Brian's preaching next week. And the week after that, to all the sons and daughters, keep praying for us. Because I'm praying for you wherever I go that you're going to come. Come on, Europe's going to open to you in the name of Jesus. The United States will open to you in the name of Jesus. You are disrupted. Come on, wherever you go, you're going to go into new territory, experience the goodness and the favor of the Lord wherever you go. Come on, sow seed of prayer. Sow seed of prayer for your pastors. And that the God's protection and His blessing upon us as we submit to His will. Amen. God bless you. We love you. And if you need prayer, we are here for you. Amen. And amen. Good God.